Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the latest episode of BCC The Other Side, we unpack the 2018 Gorefest Bigfoot horror flick, Primal Rage. Grab some popcorn, craft a shank, and subscribe to patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club to listen. Welcome to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our super producer, Riley Bray, and wet, hot, alien summer two summer abduction continues Mm -hmm. into week two oh we have so much alien summer left you guys so much going on so many opportunities to be abducted by gray aliens get some tissue scoops (laughs) what would be some melon scoop marks (laughs) i hate that shit that's the worst like if i woke up and found like a a melon ball size chunk oh, of flesh man. taken out of my thigh and no thank you dude let me tell you something i had a okay this is a little gross graphic warning here i had a cyst removed uh, a couple <laughs> days ago and uh, i took story. a video it's fucking nasty but uh <laughs> but, i uh, want to see that video <laughs> i said it to my friend she loves that shit she was like oh my god this is the best and uh <laughs> as she was pulling out the uh well the sack of the cyst i half of me was oh. like i bet i bet there's a chip in there <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just throw it away. I don't want to know what's in there. You didn't want to find the anon- anomalous metal <laughs> metallic object inside no, of you? No, but that, that thought really did cross my mind. Where, I was like, I, I oh, I'm so sorry that we're making our guests just sit quietly through this, but where <laughs> is just where talking. was the cyst located? It was on my leg, on my thigh. Oh, inner or outer? In, inner thigh, inner low towards the knee. I'm glad okay. it's gone though. I was, it was, it was bulbous. I mean, should yeah, we that put that chip. video that up on the Patreon? Dude, I mean, with a graphic <laughs> warning, sure. It, it is, a, it's a doozy, dude. 
Gross. I want to see it. Ugh, maybe I don't. Um, speaking of the Patreon uh, and supporting the show, guys, Merch Madness. I'm calling it that three <laughs> months late. We should have we should have been dropping all of these shirts in March. That's good. I good. just got that. That's good. Just yeah. going to call it Merch Madness continues uh, to continue Wet Hot Alien Summer 2. Guys, we have another shirt design for you guys. Um, <laughs> this is a brand new shirt by artist Honey Moore, who did some amazing listener art on our Instagram a few months ago. If you listened to Zombie Bigfoot Scary 16 Monster Showdown, and look, I know we're crossing over uh, different monthly holiday events, uh, but you will be pleased to know that the oft-requested Ultimate Champion t-shirt has finally <laughs> happened, and we are thrilled with it. And oh if you God. haven't listened to the episode yet, it will be up for just a little bit longer. So, so listen, but warning, this shirt is a major spoiler, so get caught up. I want it on the hood of my car. I mean, <laughs> I literally yes. I want it. I want it everywhere. <laughs> It's pretty great. It would oh. look great on a trucker hat. Honestly, it would be a great tattoo. So oh, I've, not a if somebody idea. gets this as a calf tattoo, I will be like a proud papa. Um, you can also support the show by subscribing to our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, for five bucks a month. You get three to five bonus episodes every month. If you'd And maybe a video of a cyst removed from Bryce's inner thigh. If you'd like... <laughs> To make a contribution, but don't want more podcast episodes, you can now drop a few coins in the Bigfoot tip jar over at buymeacoffee.com. The link for that and our BCC other side page is in the show notes uh, or the link tree in our Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and on Twitter at Bigfoot Pod. And then finally, if you want to support the show for free, please take a quick minute and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we might read it on the air, like this one, from Little Browsy, who says, Love this podcast. Let's get Bryce on a jet ski. Five Woo. stars. Um, that's right, guys. If we get 1,000 five-star reviews, we will record the BCC Jet Ski special. And right now, we're around 665. No, we've gone up, man. We're at, oh. uh, we're at 750. That's oh man, not that's... 755 star reviews, is it? Oh, you're counting five stars. I'm counting five total star. ratings. I'm counting need... also the people that we've pissed off and gave us one star. Reviews. No, 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 no. They don't get oh. anything. They're not listening. One thousand right, well, five star total. reviews, guys. Okay, how many five stars is it, Michael? We're at like at time of recording. All right, all right. Well, it's jumped considerably it's jumped. lately. We were only so you guys at, like, are we making like, this happen. You guys are coming through. Like a lot of you guys are mentioning the jet ski special. Keep it going. And and props. Some people are just logging into iTunes, don't even listen to iTunes, and giving us five star reviews. That's the kind of commitment we are looking Oof, at. Love that. We're looking for for our listenership. I, people are asking me, "What do I do?" Just log in iTunes. Who cares if you use it? Give us five stars. I you can't can also- wait to show you my commitment. Yeah, that's right. Because if we get 1,000... That's the name of my penis, commitment. Well, but listen, you don't my get to commitment. show my commitment until we get 1,000 Patreon subscribers. Remember? It's a two-man right, deal, right. guys. Which has also been growing rapidly, and thank you guys for yes. joining. Just like I, my commitment will be... I'm not, I'm not be, touching that one. <laughs> just like my commitment will Man, be... Man, I'm just if, lobbing them across the plate, huh? Jeez, this is T-ball. All right, guys. So let's bring in our very patient... This is honestly including scenes where we're not supposed to be talking. This is the most quiet I've ever heard this man. I cannot believe. I cannot believe he has not said anything. Uh, he, uh, Our guest this week is an extremely 
successful actor and VO artist. Uh, I mean, honestly, go to his IMDb page and be be prepared to scroll for like three minutes. It's him and Dennis Hopper, man. Just credit after credit. Insane. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working uh, with him on a couple projects. You know him from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Outsourced, and Connecting, just to name a few. Club Scouts of all timelines, please welcome Parvesh Gina. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. I was trying to be respectful and be quiet. So that's why I was. was You did great. A a lesson in practice. Good. There's a. I remember one time we were filming. In the uh, uh, at third, is it no? What what was the name? God, I can't even remember now. The baseball uh, bar in Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which I wanted to call Third Base. Is it called Third Base? That was a Home real run? bar in Hollywood. Home Run, yeah, Home Run. And I knew it was a sexual innuendo, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, we I remember we were like shooting a scene where we had to be really quiet in the background, like just pantomiming oh yeah we'd all be like pantomiming the probably should be like so what do you guys think should we do this what should we do like in character (laughs) like like loud whispering and we got yelled at multiple times because i got got yelled a lot just because i thought i'll just turn the mic off (laughs) in that horrible Horrible acting. I'm like, just uh, turn the microphone off. You can't hear me then. <laughs> this is a man with 160 credits on his IMDb oh, list. Lord. Uh, but, but what a good time it was. Parvesh, how are you, buddy? How's it Mike, going? I'm really good. I'm happy. I know it's a you know it's a pandemic. We're coming out of it, at least in you know Southern California. It feels like we're on you know at least at this time in June, you know early summer. It feels like we're don't you feel better? Do you feel a little more relaxed and chill with the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I yeah. totally. It feels like a horse race. Like, it, like when the in the beginning we were just like, "Oh, California is just so far behind." Right. But uh, we're picking up stretch in the third quarter. California coming down the lane, and like it's my friends in Canada, herd immunity <laughs> headed to the finish line. <laughs> and now my friends in Canada are like, "Yeah, we're not doing so great up here anymore." And it's like, yeah, uh, so, it's amazing, yeah. like how fast like i had relatives in india even being like are you guys okay checking in like like we're oh, like gosh. needing to be checked in on like right. it's such a jarring position i think for us in america to be like oh gosh the american you know like how we'd be about like i don't know bear root growing up like remember mm-hmm. like it, it was always lebanon when as an 80s mm-hmm. child like oh peter jennings on abc news like le- something's happening in beirut and now it felt like california is parvesh okay because you know like they just assume that anything in california is where you live <laughs> right right <laughs> so they, it was just yeah. it's fascinating to now be like we had a check-in with them in india and be like tell us the truth are you guys fine and they're like yeah we're all fine it's just everyone's it feels like the rest of the world is just waiting for the vaccine yeah yeah man where we true. can't give it away we have to give people at beer and a million yeah. dollars to get. Uh, Anheuser Busch is like, "We'll buy everyone a beer, please." Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be like a coupon for like fifty cents off? Yeah, or something? I heard it's like it's like a five dollar debit card. That's basically sure. what it is, and for for like the first two hundred thousand people. So okay, nice try, everybody. God. Um, well, I'm glad everybody you know back home in India is okay, and everyone. Yeah. Here in California, you know, is doing well. You, you and yours, that's good. Yeah, very. I, I'm f- definitely one of the fortunate ones. I don't have children, 
So like we, you know, my partner and I, we've just kind of been kind of chill. We we Good. realized, oh, we're introverts. And you're one of the rare actors who actually shot like a Zoom show during the pandemic. Like you actually filmed a whole series. You nailed it, Michael. I don't have anything to complain about because if even <laughs> regardless of the global pandemic, COVID-19, the 2020 into 2021 was just a great year. You were like, great year anyway, for me. Like, oh, series regular? Uh, filming at home? <laughs> Very quick commute? I'll take it. Wow. That's incredible. <clears throat> I wow. can't tell you how many people were pitching ideas like that, and yours the one that, that, that made it through all the... All the fray. I people, oh, wouldn't that be an incredible idea? But you guys did it, man. Hats off. To yeah, you. It, it'll be a. It'll be a. It's a period piece for sure. You know, we'll look <laughs> at it. You know, as as it if it craw- crawls across anyone's Hulu or yeah. Peacock, dude. It, it'll be interesting. Like in the future, if they do period pieces about like twenty twenty, it's just all, all the characters will be in uh, in Zoom squares. Yeah. Or masks, you know, like we we will now look back at a mask and you'll be like 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it'll be you such know what a else? period piece marker for like, <laughs> oh, that was the turn of that 20th, the second century, the second decade of the 21st yeah. century. You know what uh, else is on the horizon, Parvesh? What? UFO disclosure. We are this is- coming up on some wild news. Maybe, maybe as this episode is dropping. We're getting Are some you guys wild... like just like losing your mind, especially you folks, with like the timeliness of is oh is it like a distraction or like oh, apparently the U.S. government is ready to just disclose I, everything? We talked a little bit about this last week. I think a lot of it is like now that the pandemic stuff is calming down a little bit over here. Now that the previous administration isn't on the megaphone, like the news cycle, I think is starting to catch up a little bit because this is a lot of this is kind of like old news over the past four years. And it just seems like now everyone is talking about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm excited, but I, I'm, I'm, res- I'm feeling reservations. What about you, Bryce? I, yeah, I can't wait to see what comes forth and I'll speak a little more on it later, but yeah, it, there is a great sense of timing that this podcast seems to have come in on. I mean, we started right in, uh, right in 2017, right before that bombshell New York times article started. And so we've been sort of riding this crest of, uh, of this, you know, slow trickle of disclosure and, and, and sort of the government's acknowledge of these UFOs as um, as real things. And so it's been it's been fun to, you know, to be in the in the podcast world while all this is happening. Well, you know, while, how I, I, yeah, please. So, no, no, no. No, I just I've always felt this horrible like and you know, and even just in terms of like everything from like the occult the spooky the you know like the <laughs> you know bigfoot yeti the, you know the animal that we might not know i am an atheist and i like i owned my atheism like in my early 30s so it's sometimes hard to get my mind around it except mm. for the fact of like unidentified flying objects a- possible alien life because that really does feel like uh, just you know like big bigfoot can't fly <laughs> you know the Loch Ness monster can't well, as of right now, what we know, they can't. <laughs> sure. We don't. I don't but know I do if we have like, any I think so much about aliens. Point. Like, would they even refer to us? Don't they look at us like we're ants? Like, we're just insignificant of even being worthy of, like, you know, like, I don't look at, like, a roly-poly bug 
in front of my house and be like, oh, how are you feeling today? Harvish, I mean, if you, it's like you've been listening to every episode where I talk about us <laughs> being ants compared to aliens. Yeah. Uh, right, right there with you. I want to get into this and I want to get into your personal paranormal history and belief system. But before we do that, I want to stay on this UFO track a little bit. Um, I thought it was time we check in with the latest UFO reports from the Mutual UFO Network's UFO Stalker website. Ooh, good idea. That's right, guys. It's another round of MUFON UFO Roundup. (laughs) All right. Uh, I've gone to the UFO Stalker's website, and I've pulled uh, three recent reports, two of which happened... uh, these eyewitness reports happened very recently. Uh, here we go. Mufon UFO Roundup. Herrera, Zimbabwe, April 26, 2021. Distance, <laughs> 501 feet to one mile. Altitude, treetop. Duration, one hour, 30 minutes. Flight path. Hovering, then path. Path with directional change. Shape, sphere. Parvesh is now going to read... The eyewitness, uh, per, the person, the eyewitness who recorded this in the MUFON uh, UFO stalker website. <laughs> I was going to say it sounded like your guy had a, a burrito in the microwave waiting. Waiting. I know. I know that dude. <laughs> All right. Well, we were on a safari with my science team in Zimbabwe. When we saw a light outside of our tent, it looked like an orb as described above. We saw the orb and followed it as we tried to take photos with our iPhones, cameras, etc. They glitched out and could not take photos. Ah, the creatures we saw from the orb were very strange. Orb description. Hovering neon green orb with beams shooting out of it. Doesn't. Doesn't wow. describe the creatures, <laughs> just mentions the creatures in passing, and then goes on to describe more orbs. Wow. Yeah, I kind of missed the ball on that one, but yeah. love that report, though. Well, you what just is- should have seen the orbs. <laughs> what do the creatures look like? Who cares? There's these orbs. orbs. Oh, my goodness. They just, we couldn't take photos. All right. Well, let's check out this next report. Indiana Speedway, May 30th, 2021. Distance unknown. Altitude, over 500 feet, no cloud cover. Duration, three minutes and five seconds. Features, none. Flight path, stationary. Shape, tic-tac. That's me. Eyewitness report for the UFO roundup tonight. Oh, that's you. Went to the Indy 500. (laughs) Got there very early. Was waking around, walking around, few helicopters flying around close to the track. We looked at the moon, and I saw above it and slightly to the right, but not by the moon. You can tell it was close, but yet very, very far. This stationary object, first thought was, it's either a drone or a planet, but a drone wouldn't be that far away. It was very far, making me think it was a planet, but yet it was still super close. Okay, far but close. Okay, good. We watched it for a few minutes, but it did not move at all. It struck me that it could be a UFO, being that this was the largest gathering of people since the COVID outbreak began. A few minutes later, we were about to get binoculars to observe this object, and it was gone. Completely gone. No trace, no sound, no smoke, not a balloon or anything. 
very confusing, and I didn't get a photograph. Okay? It bothered me all day. I was about to grab a photo, too. I should have. Man, still amazed by this. Freaking us out. I'm 33 years old, from Chicago area. I've seen a few strange UFOs before near Alsip, and I've submitted one before. I love this guy is just insistent that it's very far away, but also very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had the phone in my pocket. I was pointing it at the sky, but I just didn't hit the button. I love I mean, look, these these most of the time and I've I've scoured through a lot of these before I pick these three, believe it or not. You know, these people are just regular witnesses. I think a lot of times they're doing it over voice record, you know, mm. or like voice memo. Or, you know, voice to text is what I'm looking for. So they're right. not always they're not always great writers. I've had to come in and put some periods and capitalizations here and there. But um, <laughs> I do. I just love that this guy was like he even listed is the city as Speedway in Indiana. Is that a, is Speedway a city or is it just the Indiana Speedway? I don't know. But uh, I love that. I think this is a good example of how something like this will just catch someone by a surprise and blow their minds. Wow. Hmm. Crazy. You know, I also like his theory that it could be UFO gathering because it was the largest group of people that have gotten together since the COVID outbreak began. And they're like, oh, look, they're getting together again. They're getting together again. What are the ants are doing? Look at yeah. them. What is, that, what is that one UFO sighting over the uh, over that large stadium in Germany? Everybody saw it. And uh, oh. was it like a soccer stadium? Yeah, it was like a soccer game. And, you know, just tens of thousands of people and there was a, a ufo flew right over the stadium very slowly and people got pictures and reported it and it was just i think it's called the, like the artemo I'll, I'll look it up i'll find it later but yeah crazy check it out all right we got one more eyewitness report here this one is from the past but reported very recently Menden hall mississippi 1976 <laughs> reported june 1st 2021 Distance unknown, altitude treetop, duration two hours, features none, flight path, path with directional change, shape oval. There's your burrito. Rural Mississippi, <laughs> nighttime, in the car with my father Quentin, mother Geraldine, sister Renee, brother Quentin III, and myself, Carlston. Our home is 175 acres. We pull into the driveway. My brother and sister say they see something in the clearing 100 yards to the right of the driveway, parallel to the road. My brother and sister go see what it is. My brother and sister said they saw a craft with several small humanoids holding lights around uh, outside the craft. My next what? memory is of my father, brother and I in the car. Father driving, brother in the front seat, myself in the back. An oval-shaped craft, blue and red, slowly travels about the treetops as we followed it for five miles on Shows Road until we got to Popular Springs Road. We exited the car. The craft or object silently floated across an open field, hovered for a moment, and ascended so rapidly into the sky it was like it vanished. I remember being afraid in the car as we followed the object, which was odd. My next memory is in the living room of my house with my mother and my sister sitting alongside the wall in chairs with straight posture staring silently straight ahead. Hmm. I was across the room at an angle under the table. In my memory, I am terrified. 
I'm not sure what, it, what year it was or what month it was. It was either 77, 76, or 75. The odd things about this memory, we never spoke about the event either as a family or individually to one another. Being afraid in the car was strange. It meant my father was afraid. Me being in the house terrified was strange. My sister and my mother sitting with straight posture staring silently is odd. Wow, sounds like there was some oh, that missing was time there. That's yeah, a that scary one. Yeah. That guy needs a regression session like bad. I'll say. That's a b- bad one. I don't, I don't, I, the little humanoids walking around a craft with lights in their hands. Yeah. No, thank so you. weird. Yeah. It's Christmas time. <laughs> we <Rejoice>. must decorate. <laughs> yeah. They were just uh, little elves decorating for Christmas. This sounds a lot like the uh, Stanford abduction that Ryan Sprague was talking about. And it falls in the same time period. Yeah. Uh, last week's episode. I don't know. Uh, let's segue this into personal paranormal history here. Uh, Parvish, what do you think about a story like this? Possible? Is this somebody having a weird hallucina- hallucination? Well, you can't help but like think of my first like memory of like aliens was Close Encounters because I think like my family were big Richard Dreyfus fans or something. <laughs> and- I thought you were going to say Spielberg fans, but no. no. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. I think my mom had a crush on him or something. You know, he was short and you know non-threatening. But <laughs> that movie, unless like, you're is, a shark, then watch right? out. <laughs> that movie is Close Encounters is scary in that regard of like, especially like I'm like four or five and it's ookie dookie already. So like here, even Michael, you know how you even mentioned like some of these UFO roundups like were poorly written. That one was actually written like really well and like very like personal and just attention to detail and then you you can't help but think like there's a sense of community and belonging that everyone wants you know yeah yes. i think i think a lot about like even how you know R- ricky gervais and invention of lying you know like his opus about his atheism like when he he wishes he could tell everyone like there's this great place magical heaven everyone's fine everyone you ever knew and loved is all there and even if people who aren't overtly religious or spiritual, they also tend to be people who believe in like, you know, the alien, like near encounters, abductions and everything. And it still seems a little bit of nearer my God to thee or closer my God to thee. It's just still this sense of people wanting to touch the unknown or magical Hmm. And you can either feel for it because there is just things that are coincidence. And and I'm open as I think we all are like open to logic, science, proof, please. Like if there is some other thing that we just don't know, especially with the alien, uh, you know, extraterrestrial life. I welcome that so much. So you I feel like I understand and I want to believe I just can't yet. And and that's like been the thing that's fought me. My whole life, like even from like outdoor ed, you know, in fifth grade, eighth grade, just like that kind of campfire story, spooky. For a moment, I thought outdoor ed was a person. No, (laughs) God bless. I was like, wait, there's a story of a man called outdoor ed. Tell me more. You know, he hung out with Boo Radley and, you know, three eyed Willie down the street. I don't know. But there's that element of like you always want to. I understand why people like belong to so many groups. Right. And like who play tennis, who do theater, who go to a church because you just really and 
after this pandemic too, don't you feel like, oh, we really, even the introvert proclaimed introverts like me, like, no, I know like there's communities I want. I just want them in like smaller group signal chats or like playing D and D with my partner's friends on Sundays. Like it's, we still want to connect. And it's funny how the UFO, the extra, the paranormal, the unexplained draws in a lot of people too, who connect like-mindedly. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, uh, yeah, just like that looking for some sort of mysticism, mysticism or magic in life or that, that kind of like hoping, yeah. Hoping there's something more than sort of the mundane, Right, that you're presented with day in and day out. So yeah, I I, I see that perspective. I see what you're Especially talking about. those who aren't religious, but then also, and who are even like scientific. You know how they're kind of in between, mm-hmm. right? Like they're they're not fully into like sometimes magic. You know, like walk on water, Jesus. But they also and they also believe in like vaccines and science. <laughs> but they want to like have like, oh, what if ghosts are real, or what if you know like you know, aliens have been here for years, that kind of thing. Like you see people really want to believe and connect in that, in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's all, I think that's all true. I agree with that, but there's also stories of people who are super religious, who are like hardcore believe in the Bible. And then they'll have an alien abduction experience that goes against everything they've been taught. Right. Mm, Or the skeptic who doesn't believe in any of this stuff and then has an alien abduction experience and goes, what the fuck was that? You know? Yeah. And then, you know, and uh, yeah, I would agree with all all of you guys' sentiment. And then there's, you know, a lot of these people, you'll 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 hear them talk and even, you know, Bigfoot witnesses and, and UFO abductees and experiencers, they you know they're part of a community but oftentimes it's it it's a community that they don't want to be a part of they <laughs> never wanted to see what they saw experience what they did and you know if they could if they could leave it all behind and if they could you know go back in time and change it they would with every fiber of their being you know a lot of a lot of the times it 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 has left an indelible and not pleasant mark on a lot of these people's lives. But certainly yeah. there are those who want to belong in that group. You know what yeah, I mean? That's obviously. Us. <laughs> yeah, that's us. We're that group. You described us perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much nailed it, honestly. Yeah. I um I've I've always have had a soft spot for like Bigfoot and the abominable snowman and Yeti. And not just, you know, I'm sure like again, the the Gen X millennial elder what are we now geriatric millennials sure uh, i don't know i'm born I'm, in a, I'm older than you so i i'm i'm hanging on to, i'm like the tail in a gen x baby so you got it so you are proper gen x i mean that weird like 78 to 82 they did something weird <laughs> yeah. we're still figuring it out yeah but, I'm, I'm 78 so i'm calling i'm saying I, i'm still hanging out with gen x i'm good there you go it's like you're a, you're so, an xennial you know you know yeah, how I like do. uh do you remember any any of you guys read X-Men comics from the 80s and there were the there were the baby X-Men that Mojo from Mojo World? Yes, from the Mojo verse. Yes, That's from Mojo verse. I'm the, I'm like one of I'm like baby Cyclops. That's who I am. I get that. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. I feel like the baby millennial Benchy. thing happened when I was in college. And like I grad I graduated and they're like, oh, all of a sudden there's this new thing called millennial. I'm like, what? But I thought we were Gen Y. Yeah, we were called Generation Y because we were like, why? 
and we're whiny. Like, why do you want to do that? Why? Why did that happen? <laughs> but Bigfoot was, it's also Harry and the Hendersons was yeah. huge. Classic. That's a big one for us. Oh, did you guys read the new Max? Max um, Brooks, Devolution. Dev- is that how you say it? I always yeah. want to say Devolution, but Devolution. I think both I, work. I yes, we did okay. read it. And uh, we read it actually for uh, our movie club on the other side, our Patreon. Our book club. Our book club. That's right. Thank you, Michael. And then uh, we all loved it. We think it's yeah. uh, we think it's great. And uh, Max Brooks sold the rights to Paramount, I believe. Uh, the sense. same studio that made World War Z. And, and we're all hoping it gets made as a big blockbuster popcorn movie. I mean, that's yeah. something I would love to go see with everybody. That would be so great. But there's never really been Max a big. Brooks's books. Oh, they are so, so great. Yeah, they're just easy to go back and read. Like, I'll reread the zombie hunting guide every so often. Yeah. And this is the thing about Bigfoot, which I think I think we can all agree that we find fascinating. There's been big budget alien movies that are incredible successes. Yeah. Zombie movies, incredible success. Ghost movies, incredible successes. Bigfoot just so hasn't much. made the grade. <laughs> like, nope. Uh, and we're watching all of those movies right now as part of the movie club <laughs> over on the Patreon. And let me tell you, it is... Harry and the Hendersons is like at the top of the that, You're right. That would like, probably be the biggest budget. But but that's like a friendly hair. We want like we want Max Brooks's uh devolution type sure. Bigfoot movie, you know, or Carnage. I mean, like it does kind of almost you almost see like how the Bigfoot Abominable Snowman if you it almost could be a different version of Planet of the Apes without right. the government like the you know the apes were like a you know government project or soldier or, or brain serum but like it was actually just an odd offshoot of evolution like yeah. that that mm-hmm. sounds even practical to me yeah well it is practical i mean science has now told us that uh different species of uh of, of humans of, of homo sapiens lived alongside each other so mm. homo sapiens sapien homo floresiensis uh these uh, yes, these were species of uh, of Homo sapien that actually lived alongside of each other. So that's sort of you know common link tree thing that we see of uh, of the guy standing up from going from chimpanzee to caveman to walking man upright. It's not a linear timeline like that. It's much more convoluted, much more messy uh, than we originally thought. Yeah, now, but then the, now, the last guy turns into like a rock and roll player with an electric. Yeah, he's color. cool. He's cool. That's <laughs> us for sure. You guys is like, it also just gets like weird. Like when you think about even Homo sapiens, like we're like how brutal we were, and either that didn't we? I mean, like and are we, well, and well, we see it now in different light. But like back then, like we eliminated the other competing humanoid species. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warring yeah. tribes of roaming, roaming tribes of of warrior primates battling each other for territory and and uh, God, that would geez. suck. Would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, at, you know? Really, at my really worst, really it makes me feel at my most depressed. It always just makes me sad. Like, oh, we were the ones who won out. Like, I, I think if the elephants had won, the survive, you know, like the, stomped on the everybody. <laughs> Wouldn't they be kinder? Wouldn't they be more collaborative? <laughs> All I could see is like an elephant behind a desk on like a headset, uh, <sighs> punching at a computer keyboard. Elephant I don't know. <laughs> getting its trunk out of the way to make its podcast. Oh, but just how patient they'd be with everything and like group therapy. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, but then they were the ones who killed everybody, so you have to assume that they're also aggressive and strange and well, neurotic what? and, you know, can't talk about their family issues, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I I sometimes feel like when I, this is why, again, the, the Bigfoot of Harry and the Hendersons was such a kind of protector in a way, like the, the wood nymph, the, the missing link, yeah. perhaps even. Yeah. So I, and in my real life, in addition to like, God, who am I now? But like, I'm going like 95 ish percent uh, vegan, like plant based and everything. Yes. Yeah. And it's Great. because I feel like, oh, we're supposed to be the ones in charge of the other life on this planet and we're doing a bad job. And it mm-hmm. makes me so like just depressed in that sense of like Bigfoot of Harry and the Hendersons would be so disappointed in us. He really you know? would. He yeah. also rips the heads off deers and sucks out their marrow from the bone. So let's, you know. But he knows where his meal came from, Michael. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> it was and free range. I'll go back to deer marrow. That's he always plants a new deer after he kills one. <laughs> <laughs> I put the hoof here. <laughs> Didn't you know that's what Bigfoot does? He grows deer in the woods. Every that's time he plants, he plants another. Yeah. No, I just think I think that's all. I think that's all. Like, look, if we really want to like evolve, we do have to become more conscious, and we are going to have to. Even if you look at it from the Old Testament point of view of like we we God gave us dominion over this planet to shepherd. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean that like the term dominion is like yeah, so I can just fuck everything up. It's right. No, you have to take care of it. Um, And I do think that the green man or Bigfoot serves as a reminder of that. Okay, guys, look, I'll I'm working on it. Okay, I'm eating. I I got meatless Mondays going. I'm slowly chipping away. We're getting we're getting total like switching from Marvel to DC verse for a moment. Is this swamp thing the green man? And I'm just realizing that now in 2021. Yes, he absolutely is. I just discovered it. And then the Marvel, of course, Marvel's green, uh, green man is man thing. Man thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I should read Scott Snyder's, uh, swamp thing. It's all about the green and all about like him being in charge basically an elemental in charge of all that stuff. Wow. So So is there a live action swamp thing on TV right now? There was, and I believe it's canceled. It was on the DC oh. Universe thing, and then it might, but the, the what exists of it might be on HBO Max. I'm not okay. sure about that. Because I, I heard it was I, actually decent. I heard that too, and then it got canceled. I, I know, and then now I'm probably never going to watch it, because why would we watch something that's never going to come back? I know. It's, it's sad. Look, that's what we should be in charge of, is making these shows. Right, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Um, Parvi, do you have you ever and can you know so you're 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 an atheist, you seem like a practical guy, but still open minded and somewhat spiritual. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience that you're like, okay, uh this may have been a big thing or a little thing, but I I, I all I know is I can't explain what happened. Yeah, it's it's just lovely coincidence that, you know, if I was more of a romantic or dreamer, I'd be like, that was magical. But I do have a very just like a sweet one of like going to the Hollywood Bowl for the first time, maybe like again, 10 years, 10 years ago, 2010, 2011. I was like a late person to the bowl. It was like that thing in L.A. that, you know, you had to do like going to the movie in the cemetery or 
the, I don't know, the promenade. Yeah. Who, who did you Monica, see? But I, we, we saw um, Pink Martini do like, and they had guests upon guests, including Rufus Wainwright and Ari Shapiro, the, the White House correspondent from oh, NPR. And they had the cast of Sesame Street sang Sing. Like they oh, did like two nice. or three songs. And before that, and I'm, of course, right now I'm blanking, but they had a golden age or silver age kind of Hollywood um, actress who had like worked with Fred Astaire. And she had the lead singer of Pink Martini say like, you'll sing my part and I'll sing Fred's part. I don't think he'll mind. And at that moment, it could have been out of like a Hollywood thing, like the most perfect like shooting star over the bowl. If they had Whoa. taken a photo, it would be in their marketing materials. Happened wow. at that moment. And it was just this magical moment of like LA civicness and art and like the childhood of Sesame Street and someone talking about like the old song and dance Hollywood man, Fred Astaire, and a shooting star at that moment, which I know is probably a meet at a whatever meteorite or something, but it was the most magical thing of an LA art and just it's such an LA moment for me that so magical that I do want to believe a little bit that that was Fred Astaire. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is magical is the perfect word for that. Yeah. But that is a magical Hollywood bowl moment is second, you know, pales to it. But that is a magical moment. Like whether it's literal or not, the, the way it lined up, like that's the type of shit Walt Disney's trying to give you every time you go to Disneyland. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I and I tend to think there are moments like that where I feel like, okay, the universe is winking back at me. It's those little things that go, all right, maybe Fred Astaire is up there going, hey kids, watch this. You know what I mean? <laughs> And 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 it is a bit of a wink. It's a little bit. It even feels a little bit of like the benevolent trickster spirit going, "Hey, you don't know everything." You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you can choose also to look at it with such that that point of view. You know, at our most right. optimist and most like I like what you meant that joyful winking. Like, isn't that more just a better way to view and go through life? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I love that the mystery that all this stuff provides and, you know, I've said it before, it's, you know, I don't need the answers, you know, but God, it's having, having so many questions and, and, and that mystery and that magic in life, just, I don't know, it makes it all the more fun, you know? And it's exactly like Michael said. I mean, even if that was just happenstance and total coincidence, you know, your feeling of that, of that sort of inner life flowering and budding open. That is, that is absolutely what magic is. You know, we imbue things with magic, you know? And I just, I found who it was. I have to honor her. It's Jane Powell. Wow. Oh, cool. So Jane Powell, MGM musicals. She's still alive, 92. And and I think this makes sense. She's from, she's from Portland. Cause I think that there was some of that banter. Cause pink martini, I know is a Portland band. Oh yeah, so, she was in uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes, uh, and like yeah. uh, it was just she just she did that even that perfect laugh of like I'm sure Fred won't mind <laughs> shooting star, you know like <laughs> you know like even if she's done that bit before and has that perfect laugh in that moment 
just the timing of that star. And it was the one that kind of goes right over the bowl. You know, like when they take photos of the fireworks, you know, their 4th of July spectaculars. Mm-hmm. Like it was that picturesque. Was there like a collective gasp from the crowd when it yes. happened? Like, and uh, at least amazing. from, mind you, my gaze and my friends with our cheese plate. So <laughs> we definitely were, because we also, it was a beautiful moment because it's your first time at the bowl is a very, I think for at least the Angelinos, anyone, like even you mentioned the German amphitheater where they, or the stadium where they saw the UFOs, but mm. Maybe I'm thinking about this story and missing people in the public setting and sphere. It's all like kind of coming into one. Hmm. That's it's more. I think it is more magical, more beautiful than the most memorable moment that I've had at the Hollywood Bowl, which if you guys will allow me to indulge, I'd love to share this story. Please. I I hope it goes really. I I have so many hopes of where this goes. Permission granted. So, uh, this is a while back. Genesis was having their reunion tour. <laughs> ha! Yes! <laughs> Great start. And I went with my brother-in-law and my manager at the time. And, no, you know, it's one of those, like, we, my brother-in-law and I were so excited to go. It's Phil Collins and the crew. You know, no Peter Gabriel. No Peter Gabriel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's like the, you know, the 80s Genesis. And at one point, you know, it's pretty much like a 40s and above crowd. And at one point, uh, Phil Collins gets out and he's been the, the, the whole time they're projecting these like awesome animation and huge videos on the backdrop of the <laughs> dome of the bull. It's just like jumbotron, cool animation, cool stuff. Phil Collins comes out to, to sing Throwing It All Away. And he's standing dead center in the middle of the bull. And for this, instead of an animation or special special effects or video, the camera guys go out into the crowd and they're just filming people in the crowd singing along and lighting their lighters. And you get the sense that like these cameramen are specifically looking for attractive women in the crowd and they're down, you know, so they're like, they're getting like the girls on the, you know, hugging their guys. And they keep coming back to this one woman who's sit, who's sitting on her boyfriend or husband's shoulders and she's she's like this pretty blonde woman with like this black tank top on like with spaghetti straps and you could just like oh i think this this uh cameraman is just like clearly just cutting back to her over and over again and she was you know this very attractive woman so by this point you know towards the end of the song like this whole entire crowd has gotten to we recognize this recurring character she's been cut back to about six or seven times in the middle of this solo <laughs> and at the very end phil collins goes throwing it all away throwing it all and everyone's singing along and as he goes away behind him on the jumbotron This woman just lifts her tank top up and two (laughs) of the biggest, most natural breasts just unroll from this. And he is like, they are literally like they dropped on the stage in between, like on both sides of Phil Collins. And the crowd goes crazy and phil collins has no idea what just happened behind him it's like a 50 foot woman and you were like oh oh and i'm saying her breasts just kept coming out of this tank top it was 
wild. So maybe that was Fred Astaire winking at us. I'm not sure. Oh. But <laughs> it feels definitely. like it was like 1986. Oh yeah. It was it was. That's one of the thing. And she like you could see the moment she was like, I'm gonna do it. She committed to it. And it was God it was wild. Her. It was wild. So that was my Hollywood Bulls shooting star, and I'll never forget it. Wow. Uh what a uh, magical place for everyone. Know, right? We all have our Hollywood moment. Uh, Parv, we have a game that we like to play with all of our guests. This is going to be interesting. I'm going to go down a list of phenomena, uh-huh. a rapid fire. If you're open to it, you're going to say, believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. There's no in between. So even if you're on the fence, you have to pick one side and we can always circle back. Got it. That's it. This is a game that we call Bullshit. Or believe it. All right. Parvish, on your mark, get mm. set. Mm. Ghosts. Bullshit. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Believe it. ESP. Believe it. Shadow people. Bullshit. Unicorns. Bullshit. Alien abductions. Believe it. Yeti. Believe it. Mothman. Bullshit. Out-of-body experiences. Believe it. Tarot cards. Bullshit. Demonically possessed dolls. Bullshit. The healing power of crystals. Believe it? Oh, no. An an alien (laughs) spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Believe it. The Loch Ness Monster. Believe it. But it's... Atlantis. Atlantis. Ah, uh, believe it. Haunted houses. Bullshit. Skunk ape. What? Skunk ape. Pass. Ooh, does that Wait. count, guys? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then bullshit I'd... if I don't know it. Okay, well, you just unlocked no. a secret game within the game. We'll come back to it. The Jersey <laughs> Devil. Bullshit. The Biblical Devil. Bullshit. Speaking to the dead. Bullshit. Mermaids. Believe it. The government, wow, is hiding the truth about Sasquatch. Bullshit. Past lives. Bullshit. Life on other planets. Believe it. Life after death. Bullshit. Well, wow. Wow. I, mean, I was not expecting a lot of that. Shocking twists shocking. and turns. I think overall you're nay to ghosts and anything that has to do with the afterlife, but anything that's terrestrial or from outer space, you're pretty open to. Or it's really hard. cute and kitschy like Loch Ness Monster. What's up with that? <laughs> or because I don't think it's Nessie the monster. I think it might be either some... And I think that they've either scanned the lake, but I think that there's it either was another animal. I think that there's yeah. some mm. animal evolution stuff possibly that is not. Gotcha. And that's even where Atlantis. I don't know if it's like the Atlantis of like Namor, the subterranean. What, what's he called? Submariner. Submariner. You're doing very but, good with all these comic book references. Thank you. I miss comics because I'll, and I'll speak to that, too. It just they just get They're cyclical. Still there. They They're still there. Cyclical. You can read the old ones. Yeah, but you're I right. I do, because they come out, and after Secret Wars again, it all... Yeah. See, look, we're digressing. No, I but, know. We're in the middle of another Heroes Reborn. What are we going to do? 
Okay, oh, we, I saw that. I can't. <laughs> Peter Parker, the the photographer. Oh no, what? Yeah, but it's good. No, it's wait, let's. Good we, we have to go back two tangents. So not. Where were we? Loch Ness. Um, Loch Ness. Like, or in Sasquatch, it could be animals. Like, it could not. It doesn't have to be like. And uh, that's it. Th- oh, and Atlantis. Excuse me. It's like there could be a city that sunk in some place, like in the Dead Sea or something. I don't know if it's like a full on civilization sure. that kind of that far that end of that spectrum where I think right. some people are where I'm like, okay, it could have been one of those sunken cities that it could have been this that, you know, and the story becomes a, a legend after how many generations? I love sure. it. I love all of it. I think it's great. Um, you did unlock a secret game within the game, however. Yes. Uh, because you didn't know what Skunk Ape was. No. Bryce yeah, is not heard of it. It's going to explain it to you and see if he can convince you to believe in it. Okay. However, he only has 60 seconds to do so. This is a game within the game we call 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. I'm getting <laughs> out the timer. Bryce. On your mark, get set, sell skunk ape. Parvesh, this should be a pretty easy jump for you for a guy who believes in Bigfoot and Yeti. Look, all skunk ape is, is Florida's Bigfoot. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, You know, if you have a Google bar next to you, you might want to type in the words Myaka skunk ape, M-Y-A-K-K-A skunk ape, and you would see two pictures side by side. As the story goes, an old lady in Florida... Something was stealing apples in her backyard, and and she went out back with her flashbulb camera, flashed two pictures, and caught this creature in her backyard in the palmetto leaves. And in the second picture, like she says, it stands up, and you can see the teeth. You can see the eyes shine, and this looks like – it looks like Bigfoot, Florida's Bigfoot. seconds. Hundreds of accounts, footprints, swamp creatures. Parvesh, I know that you can believe – in skunk game. Four, three, mm. two, mm. one. Time's up. Parvish. Bullshit. Did, great. There Bullshit. you go. You lost, dude. Sorry, Bryce. Sorry, Bryce. You did not okay. buy skunk game. Uh, I did gonna... Google. I did yeah. Google, though, but I already was lost when you said Florida. <laughs> I Enough. also like the I like the sort of uh, rhythm of M Y A K K A skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now it sounds like an insurance salesman out oh of like my Tampa. God. It, you know, it brings me back f- f- uh, post traumatic flashbacks of trying to sell computer and toner ribbons. So I'm wow. not loving selling skunk ape. It reminds me of my days in sales, but I do oh, it. Bryce, I do it did. for the love of Bigfoot. But it was good. That was a great pitch, though. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you did. You should have sold it, but you didn't. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more fun and high strangeness with Parvesh Chino. All right. We're back with this week's story of high strangeness with Bryce. Yeah, that's right. You know, so just sit back, relax, light your pipe. It's story time with Grandpa. And, you know, we touched on some of this a little earlier, so I think this will segue nice. You know, it's Wet Hot Alien Summer 2, summer abduction here on the Bigfoot Collectors Club. And while I was looking for stories of high strangeness and perusing tales of strange abductions, I got to thinking about all the crazy shit we've heard about and covered on the show. And I started to ask myself, just 
What in the hell is going on? Contactees, abductees, experiencers, UFOs, UAPs, aliens, avians, Pleiadians, mantids, tiny little Bigfoots. I mean, the list goes on and on, but what does it all mean? And I realized the timing of our themed pursuit couldn't be more perfect. With the subject of UFOs splashing across the mainstream news, a much-anticipated document drop by the DoD expected for late June, and water cooler talk abuzz, even my old Aunt Linda is starting to come around. I hear they're from Venus! And you know what? For a second there, it really makes me wonder... Is it possible that this once taboo topic could mobilize our best and brightest with the aim of solving this perplexing puzzle? Can we grip the hard-earned truth by the short and curlies and expose once and for all the who, the what, the where, the why of this subject? But as soon as I start to think that, I can almost hear the laughter of John Tenney in my head saying, (laughs) good luck. You see, John knows better. John, being a professional weirdo and UFO expert, knows that the answer to this thing is there is no answer to this thing. He knows that this subject of saucers and spacemen is so bizarre, so unimaginable, that the best we can hope for is to properly document the entirety of strange cases for the sake of posterity and research, and maybe if we're lucky, or unlucky for that matter, see one of these things for ourselves. I've tried in vain to wrap my little brain around the UFO enigma, to look for connections, to think outside the box, to come down on one side or another. Am I an extraterrestrial guy who believes in little green men from Zeta Reticuli traveling all this way in their tin cans to pay us a visit? (laughs) Or am I more of an ultra-terrestrial type of guy, thinking that these things, whatever they are, are from another dimension, traversing space-time in their vehicles made of light? Or fuck it, you know what? This is us, man, from the future, sending back a warning through time with the heartwarming message, fix your shit or blow yourselves up. Oh, and while we're here, can we go to get a quick sperm sample? I don't know what to think. The idea that we came from something or somewhere else always held a kernel of truth to me. That we owe our existence to a creator who resides somewhere near the galaxy's edge. For better or worse, this is called the directed panspermia hypothesis, which postulates that life on the Earth may have been seeded deliberately by other civilizations. Do you remember the scene in Ridley Scott's Prometheus when the space jockey stands on earthen rock far below his gargantuan hovering ship? Below him, a thundering waterfall, the springhead of a great river system. The space jockey unrobes his sweet-ass magician's cloak, chugs back a toxic brew and thrusts himself forward into the water's torrent before his entire being explodes with its immaculately coated DNA, bursting forth into the fertile stream, basically starting life as we know it. I love that scene. Bryce, you want to fuck that space jockey. We all know it. We all I do. I do want to fuck that space jockey. You know, Francis Crick the co-discoverer of the double helical structure of the DNA molecule and Nobel Prize winner, was so convinced that our progenitors came from the stars that he once mused that the idea that we spontaneously evolved from a single-celled protein replicating system into the complex biomachinery that we are today is so preposterous, so unlikely, 
that you had a much better chance of single-handedly building a fully operational Boeing 747 airliner out of the contents you found at a local scrapyard. In other words, we, yes, you and I, could very well be somebody else's starseed, spreading from planet to planet, starting out in some primordial ooze, and ever so slowly over millions of years morphing into tree-dwelling primates who evolve into tool-wielding monkeys determined to build civilizations in order to advance far enough along technologically so that we can leave the placenta of our home planet and spread our starseed elsewhere. Note to self, starseed is definitely going on the Shadow Bats album. And if that's the case then some of the horrifying testimonials of alien abduction starts to make sense. Our creators just checking back in with their stock, maybe a DNA upgrade here and there, and back down you go. Oh, but wait, before you do, would you like to say a quick hello to your alien hybrid child? Which is exactly what happened to New York choreographer Christina Florence, who claims to have had numerous experiences of missing time and alien abduction. In 1974, when she was just 17 years old, she was driving with her mother and sister through the Mojave Desert on their way to San Francisco. And on the way there, their car overheated. Their mother got out and went to get water for the radiator, telling the girls to stay put. At which point, Christina's sister got out, walked around the back and screamed, Oh my God, come out here quick! That's when Christina looks up and spots a giant hovering disc. Cut to the next thing Christina remembers is her and her sister lying on a blanket in a park. And then another jump in memory and time. The next thing she knows, they're all back in the car with their mother driving like a bat out of hell, putting as much road behind them as possible. A few years later, she would agree to go under hypnosis to find out more about what happened to her and her sister. Through the regression session, she recalls how aliens had abducted them, examined them, and made them realize that they were chosen for some type of breeding program, which is pretty fucked up. Or is it? Maybe unbeknownst to us, our future survival will depend on some sort of hybridization between us and the little gray dudes with the big brains and tiny pocket mouths. Pocket mouths, another song title for BJ. At this point, I should apologize to our guest who's probably thinking, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Sorry, Parvesh, but like I said, we've covered a lot of ground here on this show. Maybe it's better to think we are something's creation instead of just some evolutionary accident, hoping in vain that something loves us and wishes to see us succeed, to aid in our advancement, technologically speaking, so that someday in the near future we'd be able to move off planet and join the Galactic Federation. Yay! That's certainly better than the idea that some star-traveling alien species just happened to pass by Earth, see some interesting organic life that had evolved here, and decide to poke it and prod the strange little creatures like some poor trapped animal, which in UFO circles is called the zoo hypothesis. Simply stated, the zoo hypothesis posits the idea that we humans are pretty much like animals in a zoo, and that alien life intentionally avoids communication with us to avoid interplanetary contamination while allowing for natural evolution, all while leaving us at the mercy of our caretakers, who are interested in observing us, studying us, keeping us comfortable in our cages, possibly even breeding us. I don't like zoos. And you know who else probably doesn't like zoos? First-class airman Robert Matthews, who was preparing (laughs) for his tour of duty 
I, I was going to say lions. <laughs> lions don't like zoos. <laughs> first class airman Robert Matthews was waiting for his first tour of duty on an outpost in Cape Cod, Mass. in 1966. He arrived there by bus at 8.45 p.m. on a clear night in October. Strangely enough, he noticed that the place was completely deserted. He called the base and they told him that they would send a truck to pick him up while... Standing there, he saw an ominous, strange light moving from right to left across the sky and felt a great sense of fear while observing it. Robert ran back to the phone, called the base truck. They asked him, where had he been? They said they had sent a truck down there five minutes after the first call, but when they went by, there was no one there. Robert thought, there's no, there's no way I was right here the whole time. Nearly an hour later at 9.45 p.m. is when he called him back, even though in his mind, the calls appeared to be only four minutes apart. When he arrived at the base, he was questioned by several military men in civilian clothes, asking him about the strange object in the sky. They told him that nothing had happened, that they don't believe in such things, and that he was probably just delusional. So they sent him off to serve in Vietnam anyway. But Robert never forgot his strange incident in Cape Cod. In fact, he remembered something else that had happened to him when he was about five or six years old. He saw a green glowing figure in his bedroom and tried to scream, but nothing came out. He lost his voice and hearing. Then, all of a sudden, it came toward him, lifted up his pajamas, and did something to his chest. But when he told his mother, she didn't believe him either. Years later, in 1987, he found a book by Bud Hopkins, a UFO researcher, about a phenomenon called missing time and became certain that it had happened to him. He went under hypnosis and described that he had been abducted by aliens and that they probed him. I believe you, Robert. I also believe something out of the ordinary is taking place on planet Earth. And if we're ever going to figure it out, it's going to take some serious inquiries an expansion of our awareness, mind-altering examinations. It's going to be like a dog trying to figure out where his owner goes every day when he leaves the house for work. And unfortunately, we're just not there yet. Our models of the universe and its laws have big gaping holes in them. We don't understand the mind. We have no idea where consciousness comes from. And the true nature of reality eludes us. Hell, we don't even have the fundamental understanding of what gravity is. In other words, we have a long way to go. And sure, aliens may be wet, they may be hot, they may be... Wait, what was I talking about? I actually don't have a point here. You see, it's pretty easy to get distracted by all the pretty blinking lights. Speaking of blinking lights, how sweet is that Lambo in James Mulholland's new design for (laughs) Wet Hot Alien 2? Summer abduction. Wow. Yay. What a landing. The, what a landing. The, uh, Thank you. the best part of that is it's all written in small print in crown on the back of a McDonald's placement. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little late to my homework, so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, w- I'm winging this one. <laughs> You're like, I'll go Andy Rooney on this one and just give an opinion piece. This on is what, what, is what you call a, a wing dinger. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Parvesh. I took notes. Oh, good, good. So what do you think about all that stuff, this zoo hypothesis, directed Thank- panspermia? And- 
okay. abductions in general. Can't wait to figure out the title for this episode, but go on. I have it for you. Strange abductions. What I wrote down, for, before I get to that then, what I wrote down was Prometheus. I didn't like it. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> I didn't like those movies after Alien. We should have just stayed with Alien and Aliens. Sure. Everyone I agree. Now, uh, dogs, when we leave our dogs, they think that the big dog got us. <laughs> that's what we, that's what our, either like we learned or something. And then Whoa. as for the, I wrote down Alien Zoo or that they grew us. That's fine. Who cares? <laughs> what I mean, wh- what does it change? Not does much. it change any perception of what gives you pleasure from physical things like good food and comfy beds to a partner, or does it change like how you view like anything? What would change? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that scene with Joe Joey Pants in the Matrix. Ignorance is bliss. I think that about that steak scene a lot. Still tastes so good, right? Yeah. Even going I was, vegan, I think about that because if you can still get me like a deep dish equivalent and I'm not I, – it's, eventually it's going to become a chicken or egg thing with all the fake meats and fake animal foods because we won't remember what egg or beef flavor was. Was it a cow? Was it this processed thing? It'll just be this flavor of something that we like to eat. Right. So that's how I, I feel about I, the alien zoo thing. Like either we were an accident of – the perfect distance from a star and the, you know, the minerals and gases on this planet to we, we, we are like, we have, we keep animals and pets and zoos. So like the idea that we would be that to some other intelligent life or being, it's not a far. It's not a far stretch. Yeah. No. Agreed. I like the theory of like DNA being older than earth and like arriving on the tails of comets hmm. and that uh this is sort of the the old like this idea that like plants the plants know the mushrooms will tell you mm. about the true origins of dna that it, we all come from the stars right i don't know about it like a giant naked voldemort looking dude like <laughs> Oozing into a river and then causing like uh, amoebas to grow. Well, that you know? was theatrical. Like, like, the idea of directed pants burning right, could right. could happen on the tail of a comet. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, purposeful. It, it, it's purposeful. Uh, something somewhere is seeding planets. Right, starseed. I like starseed. That <laughs> yeah. should just be the name of the episode. Starseed. Sure, I like that. Um. Parvesh, thank you so much for joining us on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, we don't know where to find the space jockeys, but where can our listeners find you? Ah, friends, thanks for having me. You can find me at Parvesh on Twitter and then at Parvey, uh, P-A-R-V-E-Y on Instagram. Fantastico. And we, of course, are at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram, at Bigfoot Pod on Twitter. I'm at McMills. Uh, on on both of those platforms, mostly on Instagram, guys. So look for me there. Uh, I'm going to do a little plug for myself. Um, 
I've mentioned it before. I put it in the link tree. Uh, it's summertime. We're talking comic books. Why not check out Adventure Van Volume 1, mm. by, written by me and illustrated by Ryan Cody, who Love also that. did the Red Bryce's Red Devil uh, high strangeness shirt uh, that's over in the merch shop. Check that out. Uh, you, there's a link to order it uh, in our link tree. Bryce, what do you got? Great. Find me on the socials. I'm at Mr. Bryce Johnson on Insta and Bryce O. Johnson on Twitter. And uh, and yeah, man, come on over. Check out the Patreon. Get us there. Get me a nude on a jet ski. Leave a five-star <laughs> review on Apple. Fantastic. Also, Riley, what do you got? I'm Peace Drone on Instagram. And uh, yeah, let, let, let's get Bryce naked on that jet ski. Come on over to the other side. Also, <laughs> you might like it. Stay a while. There's like a lot of episodes there. I, I think you'll have yeah, a nice like time. Over 125, 130 at this point. You guys got a whole other show over there, mm-hmm. uh, which really completes the big picture of the BCC. All right. Once again, Parvez Chino, we thank you. Uh, our listeners, we will be back next week. I'm going to do a UFO story. So stick around for Wet Hot Alien Summer 2. Until then, good night. And go get regressed. <laughs> Thank you, Farbage. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.